Welcome to the Higher Ed Demand Gen Podcast, helping higher education marketing leaders share knowledge about learning, strategies, and tactics that are relevant today. See what you can learn today by listening to one of our episodes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Higher Ed Demand Gen Podcast, hosted by Concept3D. If you like our content, please subscribe and follow us on whatever platform you're listening to us, Apple, Spotify, Google. Uh, and if you're on Spotify or if you're on Apple, please leave us a comment. Love to hear what you think about us. Uh, today, we're I'm really excited. We're live at AMA Symposium <laughs> in Chicago. It's day two, uh, and today we're I'm personally really excited to talk about the Coach Prime effect on university advancement, especially with CU Boulder. Uh, so, for that, I have the perfect guest here today, Maria Kuntz, Director of Creative communications and services uh, in advancement at the University of Colorado Boulder. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and having this conversation. That's great. Uh, I do love asking icebreakers, all my guests. Great. And today we're going to make it specific to AMA. So what is your favorite thing about this group in AMA? Yeah, I mean, connecting with folks from all across the country doing this work is incredible. I mean, so many ideas, the energy, and really, I think, just filled up. I'm filled up to look forward to going back to my team and bringing new ideas. And, mm-hmm. um, there's enough ideas to keep me busy for years, so it's exciting. Yep, and I, I know we were just talking about this, but I'm here as a vendor right, mm-hmm. it, for a company um, and not with the university, but I went to the keynote last night uh, with Marcus yeah. Collins. And I have so many, I, I have like four bullet points of ideas that I want to try out in the future as well. So it's been helpful to me as well. So I yeah. echo that. Yeah, I think um, I actually heard this from, I'm pretty sure it's Carrie Phillips from University of Arkansas um, that I saw, I read that she recommended when you go to conferences, like two, two, and two. So it's like two things that are longer term and strategic, two things that are kind of like medium term and one thing that you can implement sooner. Cause I think there's, mm. you can leave this conference being really overwhelmed by how much you could do. And it, for yes. me, it's ranging from like, okay, strategically, how can I approach how I'm leading my team to uh, strategically, how am I gonna think about creative services and production or, you know, what's our messaging and the brand. So it's, there's a lot. So you have to be, we have to, we, we have the opportunity to select like, okay, what are the things that I'm gonna really focus on? So that it's easier to take some action. That's fantastic. Carrie Phillips, yeah. shout out. Yeah. She's been on the show as well. There we so go. I saw her yesterday too. It was great meeting her in person. Uh, speaking along the same lines, are there any sessions that really stood out to you or any key takeaways that you'd like to share? Man, I love the session that Texas State University did today. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, I think at Texas State, their acronym is TXST and they just re, so okay. TXST. S-T next. So they've like completely re-envisioned their brand and they've completely re-envisioned it as a lifestyle brand with amazing acronyms. Like they're doing limited run swag drops. They've like brought llamas to campus completely unexpected. And they've like really went deep and diving into their secondary color palette. And I just am so impressed with, um, you know, how they've transformed where you know, where they were three years ago to how mm-hmm. they look and feel today is super exciting. Um, so that was really inspiring. And where then, were they three years ago? 
what? Um, I mean, they, I don't remember the exact numbers, but they said their enrollments up, um, okay. their brand, like when they do their brand research and, and um, like recognition, uh -huh. certain marks are moving up in terms of them being a leader in a preferred school. And I think, you know, Texas is growing really fast. And right. There are a lot of universities in that state, but I watched, and I was like, I want to go there. Like it just it has a very different feel. So I think they're really leading edge in what they're doing. That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I need to look at those slides. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're up. Look at them. Yeah. That's great. Well, awesome. Uh, can we let's get started a little bit with telling us about your role at mm -hmm. SU Boulder? Yeah, um, I am the director of creative communications and services for advancement um, at University of Colorado Boulder. Advancement means that we're overseeing all alumni and donor communications, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of work that happens collaboratively with partners across campus as well. So. You know, even working with student affairs and our commencement committee to really think about how are we transitioning existing students into being part of what we call the forever buff family, you know, so that forever buff experience that they're connected for a lifetime. Yeah, I, I have a great team of creatives and writers and donor communication strategists, and we have a lot of fun. How big is your team? By um, the way? I have six people on my team. Okay. Um, I'm part of a larger 15 person team. We have okay. a couple. So my team is me plus six others. Then we have a couple of students, um, two to three right now, and we're going to add a student video team too. That's so awesome. we're, we're growing a little bit. Yeah. That's great. It, what is your relationship like with Central Marketing Team? Oh, it's fantastic. I know you spoke to Jennifer yeah. earlier, and I mean, we work together really well. So collaboration is a key university value, and I mm -hmm. think it's a personal value of mine, relationship, you know, building. Um, in my mind, like having that strong relationship makes the work possible. Like it's very, it's also very strategic to invest in those partnerships. Uh -huh. And, you know, everyone has different push and pull factors and different things that their bosses are trying, you know, to accomplish. And so when we um, know each other, know where we're coming from, that work is, um, it's easier, it's smoother, it's more fun, we have better outcomes. That's great to hear because yeah. I know the typical answer is like, I want to be working with them more, but if we don't, we're kind oh my of gosh. off. <laughs> so. No, we, we, we're, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible the systems we have and the ways we lean into each other. Uh -huh. So I couldn't ask for a better connectivity there. Gotcha. That's great. Thanks for sharing that, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So I'm really excited to ask this question and get into this topic mm -hmm. uh, selfishly because uh, CU Boulder, University of Colorado Boulder is my alma mater. So. Go Buffs! Go yes. Buffs. I was just at the game on uh, this past Saturday, quite frankly, because I talked to you and Jennifer, and I was, it got me so excited about the campus and the energy, and so I went to the game, and it was awesome. That's Unfortunately, it. we did lose. But that, but that is the prime effect. Right. Like, that's it. You had a conversation. You're excited. You want to be part of the yeah. magic and the possibility, and so I don't know what you were planning previously but you changed your plans and you made plans and you're yeah, there i was just coming here yeah <laughs> so. you and like hundreds of thousands of other people have been doing the same thing for the last few months it's amazing so yeah. I'd love to ask what has the coach prime effect been on advancement to you yeah we have seen a lot of really cool things happening at the university mm -hmm. and definitely within advancement too um i'll share a little bit on the university context because i think yeah. it's good to understand that you know advancement is serving alumni and while we have certain channels we manage mm -hmm. our alums and our donors are also really following the channels that the university is managing so just in terms of social growth i touch base with my colleague noelle siebert she's 
Dr. Noelle Siebert, she's fantastic. Follow her if you don't. Our net audience growth across all of our social channels this um, in the past year is a it's 107 percent up. Wow. So we have 107. I might have the wrong number there, but I think it's 107,000 net new followers. So maybe my percent's wrong, but that many new followers across our four main platforms. So um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Our impressions are up. We had 60.4 million more impressions. That was our net growth. 60 million. 60 million, 60.4 <laughs> million impressions across. That's more. So um, it was like 89% growth. Wow. Um, you know, that's over a year. Um, engagements are 3.5 million more engagements. That's okay. up 80%. And video views, we had 167% growth. Wow. So it's huge. It's really huge. It's like people are really, really watching. They're engaging. They're following. So that's been really exciting to see. And, you know, our social channels for alumni are growing too. We've had great growth there. Um, but I think, you know, one of the big things we see is you're an alum, you were on campus a few days ago, and that's part of the prime effect. Like that right. is part of advancement to work. It's like engagement. Engagement is so yeah. key. So we talk about having development officers and engagement officers. So who right. are the people who are really nurturing the opportunities, the relationships, the ways to stay connected to this forever bus community? Uh -huh. um, we had homecoming two, two weekends ago, and yep. um, our numbers were up 300% over last year of unique registrants wow so campus was just so crazy busy i mean we every event grew so uh -huh. we had a we have an event every year called buffs on tap and we literally had to expand the footprint like two to three times what it had been in previous years wow. because we knew we were going to have all of that traffic gotcha can you tell me a little bit more about what it means to register for homecoming um yeah we do a a fairly a couple month long campaign like we launch homecoming like homecoming's coming so start right. registering so people, um, they register like, hey, I'm coming. Mm -hmm. We're really thoughtful about which markets we go into when. So we know, okay, if you're out of state and you're going to plan travel, we let those folks know sooner. Right. So getting registrations helps us understand, okay, how many people do we think will come? Gotcha. Um, so, you know, even we talk about the fact that maybe not everyone shows up, but the intention to say, I'm going mm -hmm. to this event um, that's really powerful. That means they want to be there. And I think our numbers, it's palpable on campus. We right. had easily two to three times more people than the prior years. Yep. Um, and even if you look at pre-pandemic, our numbers are way, way up even from pre-pandemic. So like all universities, I think we had a dip 2020. Most people didn't have homecoming or mm -hmm. maybe very small ones. 2021, still a bit of a recovery year. Last year, we were saying, oh, cool. 2022, we were bigger than 2019. And 2023 just like knocked the socks off of all of that. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. also curious to see the, the difference in numbers. Like I wonder if more alums out of state are like coming back like oh. this or- Yeah, like... we have stories. I mean, it's alums coming from out of state. Right. It is people who don't even have a buff affiliation right. are so like so empowered and enthused mm -hmm. and uplifted by the prime effect by the team by right. I think what the team's doing and the messaging that they're just they're coming they they haven't previously been you no. know they don't have that alumni connection but they are part of the forever bus movement. movement the excitement that yeah prime effect for sure which makes me think about our keynote last night about like yes. creating movement 
and a group associated yeah. to an identity. Um, and I feel like that's what he's done is he's created an identity. Yes. Yeah. Movement with a group of people. I mean, that's what I, one of the things I'm thinking about taking back to my team and uh, really thinking about, okay, you know, I haven't gotten the book yet. I'm going to, um, but Marcus <laughs> Collins book um, for the culture. Yep. And I think the prime effect on campus right now, we see that they're like, what is the identity? What is like, I want to get curious with our team. What is it that is connecting people? Mm-hmm. You know, I think some of this circumstantial in a positive way, like, Coach Prime is bringing in a lot of people new, and so they might not have the long history. But I'm really curious to see what is what is the core cultural. What are the core cultural elements of a forever bus? What ties people together? Right. And then really start to think about how can we use that to inform our marketing. Wow. Yeah. Because that's like, sort of being redefined right now too. Absolutely. Out of just your, like you need. You might need to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just take the McDonald's exhibit from last night for yeah, the example. Fantastic. Like, okay, what's your happy meal? And I was right. like, I was thinking last night. Okay, what's your perfect forever buff day? You know, or what is what is it? What's that prompt that people really mm-hmm. lean into that could be used for admissions marketing? Could be used for alumni engagement. Um, I think there's a lot of possibilities. So, yeah, exciting. I mean, for me, it'd be to walk by Farron Field, <laughs> or yeah, or uh, what's the Nor Norland, Norland Quad, Norland Library, Norland Quad. Yeah, those are like my two iconic zones of campus. And where would where would you eat? Like you would walk by Norland Quad. So we're gonna start it right now. So okay, Barron Field, Norland Quad, and give me like a food or culture moment from maybe off campus. Mm. That's like a must do in Boulder. Probably go to the Hill for lunch Mm -hmm. for sandwiches. I don't know. The restaurants have moved around a lot. Yeah, like I think yeah. The sink, I would expect the sink turned the sink. 100 this year. So people are, right, I mean, that's like a stronghold. Yeah, yeah, so definitely would include that. And if I'm a summer buff, it would be going to uh, Canyon and yeah. hanging out by the river. So. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and if you're a winter buff, then probably hitting the slopes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it really got my, uh, my brain thinking last night, you know, yeah, about like how I can improve our marketing outreach and build these identities and associate certain parts like maybe i, sh- I show the map like are you a buck and show this you yeah. map and then um move on to the next school and like you know and show all their branding colors and say hey yeah. are you a corn huskers i don't know right <laughs> but i think this the fandom concept like that right. was you know you, i think about fandom coming out of more like comic-con and sort right. of fringe culture but he was saying like Everything. what was fringe becomes nor like the norm the dominant right. culture and so I think adopting that fandom, like how do we define our fandom? And I think even in advancement marketing, alumni marketing communications, um, you know, we try to reach everyone. Right. But I, I know our division is redefining this right now. We're saying, listen, it doesn't have to be mass everyone engagement. We re- who, who are the people we really need to focus on? Because those mm-hmm. are the fans. Those are the ones who are going to really have the impact of lifting the boat, like the all, right. you know, all boats rise together. Um, and that's what he, that's what the example was like, okay, McDonald's could focus on the people who don't like them and the, the haters, or they could just choose to focus on the people who really love yep. them and are passionate. And I think um, that is something we're actively doing in advancement. Uh-huh. That's coming from our vice chancellor, Katie Kutlarczyk and, I connected some dots listening last night. I was like, oh, this is why we're yeah. focusing. This is why we have to focus on our fans, you know? Right. 
that's really cool i was thinking of like the different subcultures that like you know majority subcultures that exist mm -hmm. from cu grads and like i, I just thought some ideas about yeah. like, some core groups within cu regardless of whether they're a football fan or not like yeah you know, how you can build some engagement campaigns with alums with that it's great mm -hmm. it's awesome so the flip side of all of this mm -hmm. is not every school can get a unicorn yeah. uh like yeah. coach prime may not have the budget right and he's also like a one in a million true uh what have you learned from this experience that you can kind of take away i know like you can't get ever not everyone can get a coach prime but what have you yeah. learned from this experience that applies to advancement that has been impactful or you'd like to put into place you know one of the things i think just at the highest level thinking about being part of a team and part of a, a, a large team and all the different university teams who are looking at this opportunity it's like how will we seize the moment and the opportunity? Uh -huh. How will we act nimbly? It's like, act nimble, try things, move quickly. You're, you're going to have to be willing to be responsive mm -hmm. to new opportunities that might only exist this one year or might, maybe well, they'll right. exist for a couple of years. But um, as much as I would love to say that, you know, Deion Sanders would be at CU for five or 10 years, like realistically, it will probably be a handful of years. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll have a new future. So it's like, how do we tap into that? So I think the creativity, being willing to try new things. So we did, um, we had an event and we had a tailgate. We do a spring game and the spring game sold out, which the spring game is basically a scrimmage against ourselves and it right. never sells out and it sold out and it snowed. And we took our creative team over to um, an event. You know, it was a social gathering tailgate uh -huh. before the game. And we went with signs, and we had a videographer and a photographer and it was like, okay, we got to get there. The excitement is really palpable. And so we had signs that were like, welcome coach prime or go buffs. So we could capture that excitement and kind of feed into the community. That's not something we've ever done. So we had to see it, see the opportunity and mm -hmm. just take action. And now we've got those great assets. They were used yeah. at homecoming. It was fun. That's amazing. But yeah, you were asking me about not everyone has a coach prime, right? <laughs> no, so I'm telling you like, oh, we've had so much fun. I talked about this with some colleagues and you know, I, and I've been thinking a lot about it since we talked. Uh -huh. And I think one of the key things is don't compare, like don't be dissuaded or discouraged that you don't have coach prime. I right. Mean, the, he's an influencer and there are these subcultures and tribes and campus affiliations. It's like, find out who, are those really influential people within the network. You know, if you're doing student-facing right. marketing or perspective, find out who the student is that has 4,000 followers because people are listening to them. Mm, right. um, or find the alum. Like, we definitely have some really vocal alums who are super proud and they're always posting about Forever Buffs. It's like, how do you tap into those? And then one that we learned this year was how we leveraged um, alumni awards. You know, right. every university has amazing alums and alum stories. Right. And so this year we partnered with uh, Strategic Relations, our partners in our main market right. office. And we just did extra coverage of the event. We worked with, um, so some of our recipients have pretty high profile positions. One is a news anchor, one is a president of another university. Mm -hmm. So we were working with their PR teams to really amplify the coverage, amplify the story. So I think, um, you know, how are you reach, finding those people, finding the advocate, the ambassador, and how are you strategically planning uh, marketing and communication solutions that amplify their existing power? That's great. 
Yeah. One thing, one key thing I'm hearing is collaboration. Yes, right? yes, it is a, great. Yeah, you ha you can't do it all on your own. That's awesome. And I know I actually spoke with Kate Young uh, from Purdue, who is the mm -hmm. host of This is Purdue podcast. A few so weeks cool. ago, yeah. they launched an official university podcast. Other schools and units within you know uh, the Purdue system have their own podcast. Right? Yeah. But this is like the official podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing they do really well is they have a really good connection with their advancement or alumni relations team and then also their faculty on campus. Yeah. Um, and I think they've hit like 3 million views wow. on their YouTube channel just this year. And really, they're just highlighting stories on campus yeah. with faculty and also with alums that have uh, graduated so yeah i think i this theme about right leveraging the people who are influential right. so um university of wisconsin business school was presenting uh -huh. and they had a conversation with uh, the business school cmo and cdo so chief marketing officer uh -huh. chief diversity officer and they had a really really successful brand campaign and they tapped in to alums and they it was the same like how are you intentionally working with those folks who have their own followings to then amplify. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, partnership branding, it's, it's great. And it works. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking of, it's kind of like from an e-commerce perspective, right? Like when I buy anything off Amazon, like, yeah, you know, the first place I go is down to the bottom and I read the reviews. Yeah. So it's kind of like hearing from in a different way, hearing about the experience from someone who's consumed either right. the brand or their education. Right. So instead of the institution always talking about, yes. like, you don't want to talk about yourself. People want to hear, like, the real experience. So that's why I think hearing from students, hearing from alums, and not that it's authentic, that we would never want someone to overstep or over-attribute their success or their mm -hmm. affinity in disingenuously to the university but there is some affiliation i think many people feel pride for their alma maters and the opportunities that they right. they've had and the success they've had and so it's also finding those cases where the passion and right. the authenticity are are, are really genuine and, and kind of along the same lines of this are you connecting alums and their stories and sharing them with Jennifer and her team were in the outreach. Yeah, yeah. So um, my team, part of the portfolio I oversee is the University Magazine. Uh huh. Yes. It's a Colorado alumni magazine, and you know, many. It's gen it's essentially the University Magazine, and so we do have the opportunity. Um, we work again collaboratively. I have a um, a council that helps advise on the magazine direction and uh -huh. strategy, and like what are how are we positioning certain stories. Um, so we work all the way from like across a year vision, like what are we trying to cover? How are we aligning to the university brand? But also then getting into stories and using that network to help us find really key influential alums with great stories. Our college and school communicators, we have a whole way of working with them in specific pitch sessions. And then we in turn make sure that they have that, that info and great stories um, will pop, you know, they'll do well in life. That's great to hear you're already doing yeah. all these things. That's amazing. Just adds more value on top of yeah. the unicorn. That's great. <laughs> so I also, I know that you had an interview with Jim Sanders. Yeah. And I read the interview. Yeah. What was that experience like talking to him? Anything you learned from him? Well, I'll share a little bit about the 
getting to the interview because I think that's also valuable and okay. goes back to yeah, this. Yeah. How do you work as a team uh -huh. and how do you work when you have these opportunities? So right. we had to be really nimble and it was a big ask. You know, he has a massive team and he's very busy. And so we, you know, we worked for a few months in advance, like made the request and had to be patient and like work with the schedule. Uh -huh. um, he was extremely gracious. You know, when the, when it all came together and it kind of came together, like, Maybe it's going to be this time. Maybe it's going to be that time. And then in the end, um, you know, they were like, hey, can you be here in 15 minutes? And I was like, I will be there. So, you know, work ahead, be prepared. Um, I had the questions ready. He vetted everything. And I get to his office and I swear that whole, whole floor feels like you're walking into like your family's house. It was palpable. Wow. Like there's so much kindness and care in the whole environment. And then, you know, I got, um, people kind of know this now from social media, there's no shoes in his office. And so, you know, you get to the door, you take your shoes off, you go in. He was kind of having like a chill moment, I'm sure between a million other things. Yeah. And, and he was just like, yeah, come on in, like make yourselves comfortable. Uh -huh. I came home to my family and I said, whoa, I was like, he is so grounded. I was like, he's so like, talking to him you just you, you'll say people feel grounded and I always say like you know people feel like they have their feet on the ground that's the expression like oh so-and-so like really has their feet on the ground my experience with coach prime was that it felt like he had roots down way deep into the ground like wow. to the core of the earth so as a leader myself and as someone who has a team and is always looking for influential people like, you know, what, how are oh, they yeah. doing it? I was really struck by his humility and his just how down to earth he is uh -huh. and how mission driven he is and how focused. Yeah, he's just, like I said, kind, approachable and such a wonderful human being. It was a great moment. Like, I will never forget that moment in my career that afternoon. I, yeah. I can feel tingles right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And great. I was, I remember like, Oh, when I feel nervous, I took a deep breath and he just was so easy to talk to actually. Yeah. And so I was getting ready to go and I thought, oh, should I ask for a photo? Is that weird? And I, I thought, well, if I don't ask, I'll never get one. And uh -huh. I asked him like, could I get a photo with you? And he was like, yeah, of course. And like puts his arm around me. I mean, just he's Amazing. a special person. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to ask you for a photo op after this too. Awesome. So I can, <laughs> I'm no coach prime. I can be in yeah. your shoes. <laughs> That's great. Well, where can people find this interview, by the way? Oh, yeah. Definitely go to colorado.edu uh -huh. forward slash Coloradan. Mm -hmm. um, probably if you Google like coach prime interview Boulder, that would probably come up if you prefer to do that. Nice. Um, yeah. And actually... I uh, get it. I saw the other day that it even got picked up by Yahoo Sports. Nice. So it's been cool to see how something like that, like very unexpected earned media, right. but there've been a handful of folks who've referenced it. And, and I've been told, you know, a lot of what was written mm -hmm. about a lot of the stories, a lot of the coverage, even Rolling Stones coverage of Coach Prime was very like um, observatory. Mm -hmm. Like we interviewed, we followed, we watched, we're commenting on his life. And it was really important for me within that interview to let, like, ask the questions that I, I believe people wanted to know more about, but let him speak from his heart with his truth and not try to editorialize about it. Right. 
I think the first thing you said to me in our introduction call is like, I'm merely a vessel to tell yeah. stories. And yeah, you literally just said it right there. Yeah, that's it. I'm a, you know, people have stories. It's an honor that requires a lot of trust for people to share their stories with our institutions. Mm -hmm. And so I take that really seriously and I want to always make sure to uplift people's authentic experiences and that when it goes to publish, whether that's online, whether that's in print, that they look at that and they, they read it and they're like, yes, that's me. Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, we're just about at time. I'm wondering okay. if, you know, our listeners want to follow up to you know, what you're up to, Maria. Yeah. Where can they go to? It can be personal. It can be yeah. uh, University of Colorado. Definitely. Yeah. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So I'd say if you want to catch up with me and um, that's the best place to find me, it's like, you know, LinkedIn forward slash Maria Kuntz. Um, not too many people have my name. I snagged that. So you can find me there. And, um, you know, reach out if you want to talk, you want to, you know, have a call or just chat. Um, I'm really open to connecting with folks. Well, thank you. It was amazing having you. Thank you so much for today. inviting me. It's been a fun conversation, selfishly. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm one. honored. Thanks for inviting me. Great. Well, thank you, everyone. Thanks for joining.